Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast, your channel for the latest alumni stories in Boston and beyond. In this show, we'll catch up with Northeastern alumni who are out there achieving what's next. This one is for the beer lovers. Danny Babineau and Dan Carlson are co-founders of the new Redemption Rock Brewing Company in Worcester, Massachusetts. Building a brewery is no easy task, and Danny used her architecture background to artfully design the unique tap room. Redemption Rock is also a registered benefit corporation striving to make an impact in the local community as part of their mission. Hello, welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast. Today we have Danny Babineau and Dan Carlson from Redemption Rock Brewing. Good morning. First, tell me a little bit about your Northeastern experience and your background. I know you're both alumni. Yes, so we both graduated in 2010 um, and I did my undergrad in architecture. I was in uh, journalism. We have a lot of our team actually that came from Northeastern. Our, our taproom general manager, he uh, also studied architecture. Uh, my wife, who is our events director, she studied architecture. Um, so we've got a pretty good contingent of, of Northeastern grads on the team here. I love Mostly that. Mostly architecture people. <laughs> Mostly architecture, yeah. Great. And tell me about your brewery itself and where you're located. Sure. So we just opened a little over three months ago, January 26th with our grand opening. And we are located in Worcester, Massachusetts, basically kind of right in the middle of a big restaurant area on Shrewsbury Street for people who are familiar with it, but kind of right between downtown and Route 9 and Shrewsbury. And basically we are a small microbrewery. We have a 10 barrel brew house and we do sell beer on site. And the big feature of our brewery is we have a hundred seat tap room plus a little patio out front. And we do coffee, pastries, and that kind of stuff as well. And the biggest thing is it's a lot of fun to come and hang out on the tap room. Um, I definitely was able to leverage my architecture background and I did all the design work for it. That was a really important piece for us to kind of be able to design it ourselves, both from a business perspective and being able to do exactly what we wanted, but also designing it from the perspective of a craft beer consumer since we're also consumers. Yeah. And um, so you have an architecture background. What made you, I mean, I saw the pictures of your brewery online. It looks beautiful. What you. made you pivot? And I know you got your MBA later from, nope, yes. Yep. And what made you pivot to that business world and kind of inspire you to start a brewery? So I kind of started getting a little bit burned out on doing kind of architecture as a career toward the end of my time at Northeastern. My plan was to do something related, construction management for a couple of years, which I did. And then I was planning on going back and getting my master's in architecture. And when it came time to do those applications, I was trying to write essays and stuff. And I realized that I didn't want to do architecture anymore. So it was about 25, 26 at that point, trying to figure out what I wanted to do next and got interested in looking at different business programs and really fell in love with the MBA program at Babson and the entrepreneurship focus to it and um, decided that. I wanted to do that. I wanted to study entrepreneurship and I would use that kind of as a launching pad for the brewery because at the time, or, you know, myself, Dan, his brother, Greg, who's my fiance, 
We were all really interested in craft beer. We've been doing volunteering at beer festivals. So that was something that we were interested in creating a career around and then looked at, you know, doing the MBA as a way to put us in a good position to be successful. Great. And back to the brewery itself. I know you pride yourself on this space, this brew house. What are your key differentiators in this craft brew space and the brewery itself? Space itself is one of the biggest attractions. I mean, like Danny was saying, we put a lot of thought into the design and the construction of it. And people regularly tell us it's just a cool, we just, they love the space. They love being in it. It's, it definitely is in line with sort of the craft beer vibe and that it has a uh, sort of industrial feel, but there's a lot more artful touches to it that makes them and a lot more details that make it a very comfortable and inviting space. Another thing we do is really focusing on uh, the local community. That was a big part of what we set out to do really from day one. We're what's called a benefit corporation, which is business that has some sort of societal benefit tied into the core of the operation, be that sustainability, partnering and sourcing things from the local community, hiring locally, providing good cross-training opportunities and education for employees, things like that. It's basically a way for a a for-profit business to give back to the community and to society at large. That's amazing. Uh, I think I read that. Are you the first Massachusetts brewery to be a registered B Corp? uh, As far as we know, we are. Yeah, yeah. that's really Uh, great. And it's cool. It's, it's actually a, a really interesting international movement. And we just, once we learn about it, we're like, hell yeah, we're doing this. Because it's these are things that we were super passionate about anyway. But the ability to really tie it into, like I said, like the core structure of our business was was very important to us. I think that's so unique that with the benefit corporations that you don't have to be a nonprofit to really benefit society and that you can have a for-profit model and run a business and still have this be such an important part of your mission. One of the cool things about the like certification and the program too is it kind of gives you a model for how to do that and gives you a framework rather than kind of just like you know, figuring stuff out on our own, it does give you a little bit of a path of things that other people have done. And it's a point system. So it's kind of like, these are all the options of things you can do. And then you pick and choose what works best for your business. Great. And so tell me a little bit about your founding team. You kind of hinted that you have such a Northeastern presence. What inspired you all to partner on this together? How large is your team now? (laughs) So the four founders ended up being uh, four of us. And then we have four additional people in addition to the founding team, including Dan's wife, Jen. So Mm -hmm. of that, half of us out of those eight total employees, half of us have a Northeastern undergrad degree. And so we basically all met through Kevin, who was in architecture with myself and Jen. Jen was one of the first people that I met freshman year at Northeastern. And then Kevin, we kind of got to know a little bit better when we went to Rome on a study abroad. And Kevin was actually Dan's roommate freshman year. So that's how we met him. This is kind of a question for you, Danny. Um, to yeah. me, the brewery space seems a little bit male-dominated. Is that true from your perspective? And have you seen that even in your hiring process? So, yeah. So I guess two things. So I guess it is still definitely more male-dominated. It's not, I think, as male-dominated as people think that it is. I'm part of a group called the Pink Food Society, which is for uh, providing education and um, different opportunities, networking opportunities, professional growth for women specifically in the beer industry. And the Massachusetts chapter is actually the biggest one in the world. That's a lot doing to the fact that we are become a very energetic chapter and do a lot of great events and things, which is great to kind of have that network. There are a lot of women working in the beer industry, a lot more bias that women have to kind of fight against the idea that women can't brew or aren't interested in brewing. Um, So that's something that, you know, we're still fighting a lot. 
to me, it's more the perception of the beer industry as being a male industry, male dominated industry, both from a consumer perspective and a workforce perspective. And, um, I think that's the biggest obstacle to more women getting involved. Um, this idea that this is for men. So that's something that we're still fighting against because there are plenty of women drinking beer. I mean, our social media following is more than 50% women, both on Facebook and Instagram. And I've started saying, like, if women aren't drinking your beer, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> women are drinking. Um, and actually, that was something that did play out kind of in our hiring process. We did a completely blind hiring uh, process for the first two rounds, which were got rid of resumes, we just had people answer a set of nine questions, and then did an online chat uh, through Skype that was anonymous. Um, and we had, Jen was basically regulating this process, assigning ID numbers to people. And then we opened it up for the final interview round. And we got 28 initial applications. By the time we got to the final interview round, and when we unblinded it, we looked at the numbers and of the initial application pool, 50-50 split with men and women, of the eight people we interviewed, every single one was, was a woman. Wow, that seems like yeah. such a unique uh, hiring process. Had you yeah. just like come across this when you were that something that was important to you? Yeah, it was something that I was getting really frustrated with people kind of going to conferences and going to panels about hiring and diversity and people just saying, well, women don't apply to these beer jobs. People don't people of color don't apply to these jobs. And I really felt like a that probably wasn't true. And B, if it was true, that would have to be a problem in the hiring. So we really tried to reinvent the hiring process and kind of how we were tackling that. And so from there, I just did a lot of research, um, read a few books, articles with a focus on the blind hiring program, but really just trying to do something in a new way that was removing as much bias and as much preconceived notions as possible about who applies and who gets brewery jobs. And it was really, really successful. It was definitely a little bit more work than an average hiring process, but it worked out great. And so it's something that we're going to continue to try to do in the future. Although now more people know about us, so we have people more proactively coming to us for positions. So we're trying to kind of manage that rather than just starting. Great. And so where where did this love of beer come from originally? And I hear, I mean, we hear a lot about craft brew in Boston. I'm not as familiar with the Worcester scene, but... How did you, why did you pick Worcester and did you consider some competition in that space? Is there competition? Yeah, there, I mean, so we, well, to answer the first part of the question, I mean, we, I think we fell in love with beer because the craft beer scene was starting to really take off right like towards the end of graduate, like, you know, we were graduating college, turned 21. So there was a lot of this cool variety around and it was all very locally focused. And there's, there's just a vibe you get from craft beer that kind of just it has a sort of a magnetic effect. And like Danny mentioned earlier, we started doing, started volunteering for for craft beer fests. Most for me personally, it was mostly a way to kind of get free beer. <laughs> but it was also, you know, when you're there, it's a very cool feeling because you're meeting people who are you know learning about this and they're enthusiastic like you are. The the breweries themselves and the people that work for them are very approachable, and there's a sense of camaraderie that kind of just is just in the atmosphere of these things. That's ultimately what we kind of try to, to recreate with our brewery is that sense of camaraderie, that sense of sharing and, and exploring this kind of everything that beer has to offer together. And that was kind of the inspiration for us for that, for the taproom model that we're trying to recreate. And where does the name Redemption Rock come from? So Redemption Rock is actually, it is an actual rock. It's located just outside of Worcester and it's a historical outdoorsy site. It's right on a hiking trail. 
and you know, Danny's from the area originally. Redemption Rock is actually in her hometown of Princeton, but we're, we didn't know the area very well when we were first sort of exploring this business. And my wife and I came across it. And we're like, Redemption Rock, do we start a science for it? We're like, that's that's pretty cool. Like, that sounds cool. What is it? It's uh, a site that dates back to like King Philip's War when it was essentially this area was like the wild, wild west of the new world. And so it's really relevant to kind of the history of the area, both from a like sociological perspective and strictly historical as well as a natural perspective. And so first we were kind of wanted something that was a little obscure that if you were from here, maybe you had a personal connection to it or you knew what it was. But if you weren't, it wasn't just like Worcester Brewing Company. It was a little bit more evocative and something that, you know, sounded cool, whether or not you knew what it was. But if you knew what it was, it was kind of like a little inside knowledge. Love that. And what are your favorite beers on tap? How many do you have? We have eight right now, which is awesome. We thought it was going to take us a lot longer. And we were like, oh, maybe by the end of the summer, we'll have eight beers on. We currently have eight on, which is awesome. And our goal is to always have four year-round beers on that are a Kolsch, so a lighter style, an IPA, a dry stout, and then a Hefeweizen. So we kind of hit all the boxes of what people generally like to drink. And then from there, we just add on seasonals and fun stuff that gets us excited for me right now, the sour, we just did a kettle sour called the Flowers are part of our spring lineup. So that's what I've definitely been drinking the most of. Although we put out a blog post yesterday about the Hefeweizen. And so that made me like, oh, I want to drink this beer some more. Yeah, it's, it's a tough question because we're very into variety of styles, which is a little different for the industry right now. People are gravitating I mean, really heavily towards IPAs, for example. Those are super popular. And there are, there are a few styles that people in law breweries are gravitating towards, but we've always felt that we'll definitely do those styles because don't get don't get us wrong, we love IPAs. And we're going to always want to have at least a couple on tap. There's a lot more to explore in the industry, so it's a really tough question. But I would personally, I would I think the, <laughs> the Hefeweizen is my favorite. Is Greg just does a great job with it? We have sort of a unique spin on it where we add like a really subtle extra hoppiness that gives it like a little bit of a citrusy kick that does that complements the classic Hefeweizen flavors really well. So it's like, it's a very complex beer, but it's also super crushable and it's great <laughs> when the weather's warm like it is now. So Yeah. And so now go, going into the spring, you're, you just started in January. What, mm-hmm. I mean, this is called the Northeastern Next podcast. So our favorite question to ask is what's next for you? What are you looking forward to in the season? What's your strategy of how to really get out there and find some new, new Redemption Rock beer lovers? Yeah, so we have a busy May, actually. So we are, um, we spent the last two days, basically the founding team actually building our patio out. We had kind of the slab for it. And then we built like a gabion fence wall, which is a rock type of rock wall, did some decking, got the furniture out there. So I'm very pumped for like that 70 degree weather to come back so that people can really get outside and enjoy the patio a little bit more. We've got a few beer fests coming up. We've got two this weekend, including the Mass Brewers Guild Fest, which is in Boston which really helps raise money for our guild, which is really important. They do a lot of work for all the breweries around the state. We've got a whole bunch of different events coming up, lots of music, lots of great food. The Mass Brewers uh, Guild Conference is coming up this month. So yeah, there's a lot going on. We've got some new beer releases coming up as well. The final one of our spring beers, which is the Trees, is coming out in the next week or so. Uh, is Actually, it's an alt beer, which is a traditional German style, but we made it with um, maple sap. Wow. Um, instead of water. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's very yeah. New England of you. Yeah. yeah. Right at the end of sugaring season. 
Great. And that sounds like a lot of events and things coming up. You mentioned a blog. Is this all on your website? How are you keeping people posted on social media? If you want to look you up, where can they find all this information? Yeah, we have. A, so everything's on our website, redemptionrock.beer. And we're very active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You know, we love kind of just, you know, one, telling people what we've got going on in terms of new beers and new products and all the events we're doing. And also just love to give people sort of a peek behind the curtain as to what it takes to run a brewery and what we're doing behind the scenes. And, you know, just kind of give people a sort of a, a little taste of what we've got going on here. And uh, hopefully it entices people to come give us a visit. When people do come here, they're they're usually pretty blown away by the whole vibe we have and the, the tap room and all that and the beer, of course. So, Well, I'm enticed and I'm kind of wishing we aren't doing this interview remotely because <laughs> I could be drinking beer right now. But it is 10 a.m. and maybe that's not appropriate in my workplace, but yours probably. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny. People in the industry, it's the best time to be tasting beers first thing in the morning because your palate's fresh. Yeah. See, right now, I want some coffee. So you said you do have coffee in your yeah. space too. Where's that coffee from? So we do. We source from Acoustic Java, which is an awesome local roastery in Worcester, and then also from Atomic, which is up in Beverly. And so we do cold brew. We also have cold brew tea on nitro, which is great. And we'll actually mix those with the beers too. The cold brew coffee with the beer nitro stout is awesome. And then we do drip coffee, pour overs, French press, and then. At some point within the next six months to a year, we're going to add an espresso machine as well. Oh, that's great. So see, you're already, your tap room is good for all times of day and already differentiating there. And that's so exciting. Thank you so much for your time. I'm I'm excited to share this story with our alumni, and I'm sure some are local to the area. I mean, we have so many Northeastern people in Massachusetts, and Worcester's a short drive away, so yeah, from Boston. Yeah, Worcester's awesome. That would be my last thing. I think we didn't talk much too much about the city, but that's one thing, too, that if people aren't familiar with Worcester or haven't been here in a while, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. definitely come give us a look. And um, yeah, we've got a lot going on. This The city's in the kind of a very exciting spot right now, and there are just so many cool businesses popping up. You could definitely spend a lot of valuable time here and get a, have a pretty good experience. So Great. And I'll, I'll definitely, in our show notes, I'll plug all of your website and your social so people can connect with you and find some of those events coming up that you're going to be at. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Redemption Rock is brand new in Worcester and ready for your visit. Their mission is beer for people. And each month, the brewery donates 100% of tips received to a different nonprofit organization. Learn more at redemptionrock.beer and check out their blog. This is Megan Kirkbrisson from Alumni Relations. New episodes are released every other Tuesday. This summer, we will be recording many new alumni stories for the podcast, so feel free to reach out with ideas for next guests. Talk to you soon.